From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff Mayers from WizPolitics.com here with Midday, brought to you by Spectrum. And I'm joined by Adam Kellenhofer. He's a reporter in our Madison Bureau. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hey, Jeff. I am doing pretty good. It's a beautiful week here in Madison. How are you? Beautiful and busy on the political front. And that's why we're here today. There's an August 9th uh, primary, a lot of big races, and uh, early voting has already begun. So uh, sharpen your pencils when you go to the uh, um, go to the clerk's office or when you go to vote on August 9th. So, uh, Adam, let's start with the U.S. Senate race. That had the most news this week. Tell us what happened. Yes, it did. So we kicked the week off with Outagamie County Executive Tom Nelson dropping out of the race and announcing his endorsement of Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes for the U.S. Senate seat to beat U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. Other news aside from Nelson dropping out, the Bucks executive on leave, Alex Lazary, also dropped out this week and also announced his endorsement of Barnes to be the Democratic pick for U.S. Senate to go on to challenge Ron Johnson in the November general election. Um, so, Jeff, what do you think that means? Are we seeing Democratic candidates kind of consolidate and, and gather their support behind one more prominent candidate here? Yeah, well, first off, we should say that Sarah Godlewski, the state treasurer who's uh, running, uh, you know, she was one of the top four candidates. She's saying she will uh, stay in through August 9th. I think there may be some uh, pressure on Democrats to unite against, uh, you know, Ron Johnson. The, the Democratic primary has been pretty nice. You know, there hasn't, uh, you know, there hasn't been many attacks when there was, uh, there were opportunities in, uh, in a televised debate um, on TMJ4 and other NBC affiliates around the state that we were involved in. Um, you know, uh, there were some, some little jabs, but not, no, no attacks. And there's, there's certainly been no attacks on the air, uh, through ads, uh, or through mailers that, um, we know of. So uh, it's been pretty nice. And so Mandela Barnes has, you know, I, I talked to a pollster this week. He said that uh, Mandela Barnes uh, was never uh, uh, less than 15 points ahead of his competition. Although other polls showed uh, Lazary and uh, uh, Barnes pretty close. So I, uh, you know, this pollster also said that that gap has been widening and, uh, you know, that you know, Lazary, if this trend continued, would, would uh, you know, lose by 20 some points. So, you know, you know, Lazary had a decision to make, you know, uh, Nelson drops out, you know, one of uh, Lazary's paths may have been of Nelson could eat into the progressive uh, vote of uh, Barnes, then maybe, you know, there was a, an avenue there for Lazary. But if nobody's going to go negative on Barnes, then, it's very difficult to make up that kind of gap. Plus, I think that Lazary earned some uh, kudos from uh, progressive, the progressive wing of the party by saying, you know, exiting gracefully, endorsing, you know, uh, uh, Barnes and, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, preserving his options of running for another office down the road. So, um, you know, I haven't talked to any anybody who thinks that Godlewski can win, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we haven't seen any real recent um, um, 
public polling uh, on this since the Roe v. Wade decision, and she certainly is a strong supporter of abortion rights and uh, is, is supported by Emily's List, a pro-abortion rights uh, group. So um, we'll see, but I think that most people now think that this sets up the fall race between Johnson and Mandela Barnes. And there's going to be tons and tons of money in the state because, well, this is a uh, Democrats view Johnson as their um, big pickup opportunity. They're trying to expand their tiny majority, their operating majority in the U.S. Senate. So we'll see how that um, how that goes. There's going to be plenty of money on both sides. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, and going back on that polling that you mentioned, actually, with Godlewski and Barnes, uh, the Wisp Politics straw poll at the Democratic Party convention uh, back in June actually had uh, Mandela Barnes barely edged out Godlewski in our polling. So Barnes narrowly beat Godlewski with a half point advantage over Godlewski. We asked respondents who their pick for the U.S. Senate nomination would be, and 32.4% of respondents said that they favored Barnes, while 31.9% favored Godlewski. And if you're interested in the total vote differences between the two, Barnes had 121 votes in his favor, while Godlewski had 119. Um, so we found that really interesting, but it's also important to note that our poll results were way different than what the Marquette poll has released, which shows the Marquette poll shows that Barnes and Lazary were cl much, much closer than Barnes and Godlewski. So I thought that was interesting to know. Right. But the, the Marquette poll data is pretty old at this point. Uh, you know, and the Godlewski straw poll uh, surge happened very close to the Roe v. Wade uh, decision being formally announced. So yeah. that could have uh, aided that. Plus, we should also note that our straw poll is a straw poll, not a scientific poll. Uh, but, you know, it's a sample of uh the kind of people who will vote in primaries, you know, people, you know, in the Democrats, liberals vote in primaries and uh, are predominantly voting in primaries. And in, on the Republican side, conservatives are largely voting in primaries, which brings us to the governor's uh, primary on the GOP side. Um, you know, this is basically a two person race. Uh, 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 you know, Rampham, the, the state rep is, uh, um, um, you know, on the decertification bandwagon and his numbers are small, but he was in a, uh, a televised debate on a TMJ forum, Milwaukee, that we were also part of in, in broadcast around the state. And there, uh, there weren't any real, uh, attack fireworks in, in, in that one either. Uh, but this race is basically between Michaels and, uh, Tim Michaels, the, uh, of a, um, part of the ownership group, the family ownership group of the giant Michaels Corporation and Rebecca Clayfish, the former Lieutenant Governor. There was some big news uh, coming out this week in terms on the endorsement front uh, in, in that race. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, Rebecca Clayfish this week uh, was endorsed by former Vice President Mike Pence. And that's really interesting, I think, because uh, former President Donald Trump, who was Mike Pence's partner uh, back in 2016 through 2020. Uh, Trump has endorsed Tim Michaels, who, as you said, is running against Clayfish. So uh, Clayfish has been running for this position for a long, long time. She's been a Trump backer uh, since before the 2020 elections. I saw her campaigning at Trump events during that 2020 election cycle. 
Um, so it was interesting to see that Trump, you know, picked Michaels her competitor, and then to see Pence, who has been at odds with Trump quite a few times. We saw that during the January 6th insurrection. Um, Pence went ahead and endorsed Clayfish. Who, so it kind of seems like uh, a proxy almost war between Trump and Pence here uh, fought between Clayfish and Michaels. Yeah, this is happening in some other states like Arizona. Now, I guess endorsements matter if money and appearances and publicity comes with it. So Trump is making an appearance for Michaels on August 5th in Waukesha County, right? Yeah. We don't know whether Pence is making going to make an appearance for Clayfish, or do we? Uh, we don't yet. Um, I haven't heard anything about Pence coming to Wisconsin yet. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if he does. He's visited Wisconsin on the campaign trail in the past during the 2020 election. Um, he was in Waukesha, actually, at a, a STEM school for um, kind of promoting Trump uh, education ideals. Uh, but obviously, if he were to visit Wisconsin this year, he wouldn't be promoting Trump ideals. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to watch if Pence ends up doing any kind of campaign events or any ads to really back Clayfish and and put some teeth into that endorsement. Right. Uh, also, uh, Senator Ted Cruz is uh, backing Clayfish. And I, th I see the work of Scott Walker here, Scott Walker, the former governor, who is uh, you know for Clayfish. Uh, he was back when Walker and Cruz were opposing Trump in the 2016 nomination. Uh, then you had Cruz actually winning the Wisconsin primary. And Walker and Pence are close. In fact, Walker was a, a stand-in uh, during debate prep for uh, for Pence on a couple of occasions. So I think that, you know, we see the hand of Walker here. Um, and Walker's also uh, endorsing Clayfish and has appeared in, in ads um, for Clayfish. So, you know, these are part of the, you know, endorsement uh, thing that can help motivate voters to vote in the middle of summer uh, in a primary, which can be tough. Okay, another top uh, primary uh, in the state is the third congressional district. That's Ron Kine's congressional district, uh, stretching from about, you know, the lacrosse uh, up to media market up to Eau Claire. Um, it, it was a really close race last time, uh, kind of winning, uh, just winning over uh, Derek Van Orden. And um, Kind is not running. There's four Democrats uh, running for the nomination. Um, and so uh, was politics was part of a debate coalition and we staged a, a debate amongst the four. And, um, you know, there were no uh, attacks there either, but they did seek to separate themselves. Uh, you know, uh, the biggest name uh, probably is Brad Paff. Uh, Brad is a, a state senator. Uh, he's endorsed by both Kind and um, uh, former uh, U.S. Senator Cole, um, who, he, who he's worked, he had worked for both of them. He's also, also the state ag secretary um, until Republicans rejected, in the Senate, rejected his nomination. So, you know, he's probably, um, you know, by name, ID, and organization or whatever, probably, uh, uh, you know, the favorite. Um, and Van, uh, he would go up against Van Orden. But we will have to see there. There's uh, four candidates and um, they're not all from Eau Claire. I mean, they're not all from the La Crosse area. You have uh, two from the Eau Claire area. You have um, Deb McGrath, 
who is actually the daughter of a, of, of a former congressman there, uh, Al Baldus. Uh, and then you have Rebecca Cook, who's a uh, businesswoman and had been on the WEDC board. And then you have Mark Newman, uh, not the Mark Newman who uh, uh, used to uh, be a congressman from the first congressional district, the Republican, but Mark Newman, the alderman. And uh, he's also a, uh, a retired pediatrician. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that race uh, shakes out, but that's going to be a very important part of how uh, Republicans try to take over the House. So there's going to be a lot of national money pouring into that as well. Now, there's a couple of uh, uh, important, there's several important legislative uh, races that are uh, important primaries in legislative races. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Jeff. So the Two of the biggest uh, and most important primaries in the legislature are going to be for uh, the Assembly Majority Speaker and the Senate Majority Speaker. So uh, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss is being challenged in the 63rd Assembly District up in Rochester. Um, he's being challenged by a businessman going by the name of Adam Steen. Uh, Steen is quite a bit younger than Voss, but he's also much less experienced in the political world than Voss. So uh, I actually had our interns interview both of those candidates this week, um, and they talked a little bit about some of their um, ideals, you know, if they, if Steen is to be elected to the legislature, and Voss talked about his ideals uh, to accomplish as he is in the legislature. So they really, one of the areas that they really split on is election decertification or the uh, validity of the 2020 election. So um, Steen said he doesn't want to use the word decertify, but he said he does want to recall all 10 of Wisconsin's 10 electoral college votes from that 2020 election. Voss is on the other side of the issue. He has said that he does believe there were problems with that 2020 election and how things were gone, but he does not see any legal way to decertify those 10 electoral college votes. He said he's talked to even Donald Trump's former attorneys, and they even say that there's no way to decertify those results. So that's the biggest difference between those candidates right there. They also differ on uh, exceptions for the state's 1849 abortion ban. Boss has said he's in favor of exceptions for rape and incest, while Steen has said he believes there should be no exceptions at all for abortions in Wisconsin. He believes they should all be criminalized. Uh, and moving down the line to the Senate, the top lawmaker in the Senate, Devin Lemahieu, the majority leader, is also being challenged. He's actually being challenged by two Republicans, uh, two women Republicans, actually. We have Jeanette Desheen and Ruth Villarreal, they are both, uh, both election deniers, just like Adam Steen. Um, they both believe that there was fraud in the 2020 election. Again, we have gone through two major uh, investigations into the 2020 election and found no widespread fraud. Um, we have found a few issues that could use, um, you know, improvement, uh, according to some, but there was no widespread fraud and definitely not enough to warrant um, nullifying Wisconsin's uh, results for the vote. So, um, yeah, Jeff, so I've been having our interns interview the candidates who are challenging incumbents um, in primaries this 
August, as well as the incumbents who are facing challengers. So if our listeners want to read more about what's coming out of those interviews, they can head over to our website at wispolitics.com. The election decertification front is where a lot of these primary challengers have come from. Groups like the uh, group calling itself the hot group, the honest, open, transparent Wisconsin government group, um, they're seeking to decertify the results. They said earlier this year, um, and I believe Tim Ramthun was also there. He's the Republican from Campbellsport you mentioned earlier, who's running for governor. Um, they said if a lot of these legislative leaders like Lemahieu and Voss are not going to pursue decertifying the election, that um, this hot group threatened to primary them out of their seats. Uh Though I think it's going to be pretty hard to unseat Lemahieu and Voss from their positions right now. They're pretty um, pretty strong candidates for those seats, I would say. What do you think, Jeff? Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be a huge upset if the, the, the two leaders of the, uh, the houses were um, upset. That would be huge. Um, but, yeah, I think it's unlikely. But, you know, Voss is working uh, pretty hard at this, uh, according to you know, him and, uh, you know, other uh, people who have seen him in the district and talked to him. Uh, yeah, he's he's doing doors and, you know, doing what it takes. So, um, yeah, if he were sitting back and not doing anything, then that would, uh, you know, uh, uh, that could be uh, a lead to an upset. But I think that he's not taking anything for granted. So I would say that, you know, uh, they seem to be doing what it takes to uh, win. Uh, and then there's a, there's a other... Uh, other incumbent challenges in the primaries, all of them are on the Republican side. So we'll be watching uh, those races. We'll be watching uh, uh, the other big races we talked about. You can find all this information and all the debate links and everything at wispolitics.com. I wanna thank Adam Kellenhofer for being with us today. Really appreciate it. And this is Midday brought to you by Spectrum. This has been Wispolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit wispolitics.com.